0: at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When and police Lisa arrived, they found raunchy. the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Not all military men are as valiant as they are portrayed some can be downright monsters. On February 27, 1997, a military man was found guilty of a racially motivated murder, and with his trial came a nationwide look into racism and gang violence in the military. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. According to those who knew James N. Burmeister, it was no mystery he had a series of backwards beliefs. Everyone is entitled to their opinions, but James had a much more violent tone that I think most would find inexcusable. He and a fellow soldier in the 82nd Airborne Division, a man named Malcolm Wright Jr., were known to salute their Nazi flag in their Fort Bragg barracks, read white supremacist literature, spoke ill of other races, sang skinhead songs, all while speaking very openly about their plan to one day blow up a synagogue. During off-duty hours, he and four or five other soldiers would wear white laces and red suspenders, a clothing choice that apparently indicated their skinhead association, and a fellow soldier claimed that James in particular had become increasingly disgruntled after an injury forced him to quit parachute jumps and left him stuck at headquarters. Their beliefs were dangerous, but many believed it was mostly all talk with very little action. They unfortunately were sorely mistaken. On December 7th, 1995, James Burmeister and Malcolm Wright Jr. shot and killed 27-year-old Jackie Burden and 36-year-old Michael James on a dirt road in Fayetteville, North Carolina. According to Randy Meadows, a man who was present at the time of the murder, the trio was driving around and drinking looking for people of color to harass the night of the murder, and that James joked about wanting to earn his spiderweb tattoo, a symbol amongst fellow skinheads indicating that the person had killed a black man or woman, that he shot two complete strangers in the head with a 9mm pistol in an effort to earn that tattoo. They were arrested the same day at a trailer park where police found the murder weapon, blood-splattered clothing, a Nazi flag, white supremacist pamphlets, and gang paraphernalia. James Burmeister, who was only 21 at the time of the murder, was brought to trial where his lawyer attempted to argue that his extremist views were only being used to inflame the jury. In reality, he had been reprimanded only a few months before the murder and sent to therapy by the Army because of his views and an altercation with a Black soldier. The case itself would raise red flags and outcry about the presence of gangs within the military. On February 27, 1997, after 10 hours of deliberation, James N. Burmeister was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder and conspiracy and sentenced to life in prison. He showed no emotions as his verdict was read. Malcolm Wright Jr., who faced the same charges, was given life imprisonment. Randy Meadows, who served as a star witness in James and Malcolm's trials, pleaded guilty to conspiracy and was sentenced to 13 to 16 months in prison. He was released after the 17 months he served while awaiting his trial. The murder sparked an army wide investigation into racism, extremism, and gang association within the military. And by 2008, a study showed that 1-2% to of the U.S. military belongs to gangs, 50-100 to times the rate within the general population. There are even claims that many gangs will encourage their members to join the military in order to learn warfare techniques and get easier access to weaponry. The probe turned up 22 soldiers in Fort Bragg alone who had ties to extremist groups. Nine faced discharges and 13 received lesser punishments. On March 21st, 2007, after being transferred to a federal prison to protect him from fellow inmates, James Burmeister died while in prison of natural causes. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 28th. Don't forget to write and subscribe and let me know how you like it.